Hi everyone, welcome to Socialize TV. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is a channel where we will be discussing many different topics. This commentary is based on my opinion only. Nothing should be taken as fact or personal. Stay tuned in and let's get started with today's video. Welcome back to another episode of Socialize TV. Today's episode is going to be on the topic of plastic surgery. In this episode, I'm going to describe some reasons why I think people get plastic surgery, some of the things that people need to be concerned about regarding plastic surgery, and some of the things that contribute to why we have a plastic surgery culture in today's society. So with all that being said, let's just jump right into it. One of the main foundations of why, you know, plastic surgery has become so popular is because it's just another way of dealing with the Eurocentric beauty standards that are imposed upon women. And mind you, this is a situation that affects not only just women, it affects men too, to an, an extent. But honestly, this is mostly just a, a thing that affects women on a grand scale much more than it does, does men. So this is why this conversation is going to be focused more so on how it affects women. But make no mistake, it does affect men too. Not really going into giving an entire history lesson, but understand that over centuries and centuries and centuries, colonization and slavery have contributed pretty much everything to society that we are familiar with, whether some people think it's a reach or not, whether they want to believe it or not. But the fact of the matter is the decisions of a few somewhere else coming from one place to the next affected generations to come as a result. And this is what we're dealing with now. And if you're familiar with American history, you know that America was founded by Europeans. 
which Europeans you want to say did it first, that's that's up for debate. But at the end of the day, everything about America has been surrounded in Eurocentric standards, whatever they may be. And due to colonization and um, cross-populating, cross-breeding, and all that other kind of thing, you have more genetic variety that is being expressed in the population. And as generations developed over time, you have many different phenotypes that are being expressed as a result. So given all of that happening, Eurocentric beauty standards has become the measuring stick for all. It's like if you can look the closest thing to a European woman, even though you're not European, then life in America will be easy for you. In addition to talking about, you know, beauty standards in society, we also have to talk about pretty privilege. And in several episodes, I have brought this topic up. I didn't really feel like it needed its own segment. But just know that if you look a certain way in society, meaning you have certain physical characteristics, people are going to treat you better. It is what it is. I don't agree with it, but it exists. And for anyone to tell you otherwise, they're liars, quite frankly. Everybody is not treated the same in this society. And what makes the difference usually is what people can generally see. Because the fact of the matter is that people are not taking the time to get to know people for who they are, quite honestly. So if they can see anything on the outside, that's what they're going to deal with because to them, that's something more tangible. So things that this society desires and feel is desirable are individuals who have light skin, curly hair, straight hair, any eye color other than brown, um, certain features that typically would be considered natural on people of color are being shown up and expressed on non-people of color due to plastic surgery and now it being acceptable as a way to look in society. So these are things that in a way can get you ahead. Also being a certain height, being a certain weight also plays a role in this too. So if you have some kind of combination of all of these different features going on, you're pretty much gonna be okay. I'm not saying that your life is gonna be perfect and that you're not going to struggle, but compared to most people, you're gonna be okay. You're more likely to get job interviews whether you qualify for them or not. You're more likely to have many boyfriends um, than most of your friends. You're more likely to succeed in the workforce by being able to flirt and negotiate your way to getting what you want. You're going to be able to, for the most part, weasel your way out of traffic stops. These are all things that are going to be considered privileges. Whether you may think it's that serious or not, it's going to happen. 
And I know that you can't control how other people perceive you. I get that. But my whole thing is just be aware that this thing exists. And you may not have been able to put a name to it or really describe what it actually means for your life. But it's just something that exists because we just live in that kind of society. In America, we value looks so much. Looks damn near trump everything else. You know, you can be as dumb as a brick and it won't matter. You can be unskillful. You can even be a bad person, you know, not treat people well. You can be a liar. You can be a cheater. You can be all of these things. But as long as people think you look attractive, you'll get away with pretty much anything. And as we also see on a side note, how certain people get in trouble on social media and then all of a sudden in a couple of weeks it goes away like it never happened is a prime example of this. Especially if you're familiar with the types of individuals and the cultures that exist on YouTube. There, there have been so many things that certain individuals have done that nobody should deem acceptable. But because they look the way that they do and their following is as big as it is, they're simply just too big to come down. And you would think that the common sentiment is that, oh, if a person does this thing or says this thing, it should be deemed wrong. But that's not what happens. You may have outrage for a little while, but it goes away. And in one, in one way to look at it, it's like, oh, well, we shouldn't dwell on no particular one thing for too long. But the message that it sends without being said is that if you just wait long enough, you'll be able to see that you can get away with it. And unfortunately, that has been the consequence. So it just really adds on to the fact that you know, pretty privilege, attractive privilege, or whatever it is you want to call it, works. But digressing back to today's topic, you know, your Eurocentric beauty standards really matter, especially when you're a person of color. And me being a Black woman myself can tell you that to some extent, I have struggled with this a great portion of my upbringing, especially you know, as an age where my peers were starting to get interested in, in dating and seeing each other all the way up until like high school and even college, at every stage of life, in some way, I was dealing with this. This isn't to say that I never was comfortable in myself, but these these things that exist in society can cause you to have some insecurities that you probably otherwise wouldn't have. And it can be very stressful. When you're aware of the hurdles that are set up ahead of you, you really begin to second guess yourself. You begin to second guess how people perceive you. You begin to second guess your capabilities. And even though, you know, I think I'm an okay person. It's like, at the same time, whether I go out of my way to be a good person or not, I can't control how other people perceive me. And most of the time, people perceive me certain ways only because of how I look. It had nothing to do with me saying something wrong. It had nothing to do with me doing something wrong. 
I didn't even get a chance for things to go that far for that to be a determining factor. All that happened was, you know, they see a woman who was tall, somewhat physically imposing, and really doesn't say much, but all of my thoughts can, in a way, be expressed on my face. People deem that to be threatening. Now, I can't really say if it would be that much of a difference if I had all of these other qualities and the only thing that was different about me was white. I can't say that my experiences would have been exactly the same. I theorize they would have been similar, but for the most part, you know, being being black and on top of having all these other things going on at the same time really didn't work out for me. And so I had to make an extra effort to to date or to feel like I had something working for me in the grand scheme of it. And to a certain extent, it's been very stressful. And I guess getting older, you realize that if it doesn't really matter to you, then it don't matter at all. So if, in other words, if you aren't insecure about yourself and you're satisfied with how you look, then you shouldn't impose that insecurity onto other people to make them look at you that way, essentially is what I'm saying. So after a while, it doesn't even matter because quite honestly, people don't know what they want anyways. And what people want changes all the time. It's inconsistent. At a certain point, you shouldn't allow yourself to feel so controlled by what other people are going to do. At, at a certain point, it's like, again, if you're satisfied in yourself, then that is all that matters. Again, going back to the topic, featurism in society and in families is very prevalent. Featurism is basically a subcategory of Eurocentric beauty standards. So featurism, to keep it simple, is a preference for certain physical features on one ethnic group of people, even though it's natural for another to have it and not another one. So I'll give an example. In the culture we see today, thanks to plastic surgery, women of all ethnic groups are starting to look the same. They're starting to have a more unified look. And the unified look will probably be, you know, a woman with full lips, a woman with a small waist, a woman with a big butt, and a woman with fake breasts. Typically, the average woman looks like this. Whether she got it done surgically or not, the fact of the matter is most women are striving to look a certain way. And when it comes to the features like a big butt, big breasts, and big lips, typically that these are natural features that are found on African-American women. And now, within the past, I guess, five years or more, now white women especially have decided this is the way that I want to look. I still want to be visual to society as a white woman, but I see that I can get 
a certain kind of attention and popularity if I had features like black women, for example. If that white woman had fuller lips, if she had a smaller waist, bigger hips, and a bigger butt and bigger breasts, then she would feel like she's more attractive. And so what white women by far have done is get plastic surgery to look like black women. Now, there is it to say that you can't biologically be a white woman and have all of these features that I'm naming in this example. I'm not saying it's impossible, but the point that I'm trying to make is that what is natural for one person now has become a fashion trend for another. And I don't think that's right. And what it has done is that it created a swap. The insecurities that white women had are now being passed on to black women who originally had the desirable features to begin with. And so now black women are feeling insecure about having these features because for some reason, when a black woman naturally has bigger lips, bigger breasts, a bigger butt, wider hips, then for some reason, that's not as desirable. She gets stereotyped. She gets called a stripper, a whore, a prostitute, all of these different things. This is what is associated with women who have these features if you are black. But if you are a non-black woman and you have these features, you aren't looked at that way. You're looked at as attractive, very hot, very sexy, very desirable. And in a way, this, this is thanks to Kim Kardashian and the Kardashian family. Not to say that they are 100% responsible, but they most certainly have pioneered the idea that this is the way women should look to be desired. And so now, within 21st century, we now have reinvented the idea of what the beauty standard is. But in a way, it's still pointing to the fact that if you are a non-black woman, you are considered the most beautiful. At the end of the day, that still is the common denominator regardless. And it's frustrating because everybody is not going to fit in that box in one way or the other. And so I wish we could live in a society where we can appreciate diversity the way that we say we do, but we don't. We want to cherry pick the features that we want people to have. And it's not fair because everybody is not going to fall in that box. And just because you don't fall in that box doesn't mean something's wrong with you. And to be perfectly honest, plastic surgery has been looked at as a solution to fixing whatever is, is wrong with you in your eyes. If you think that something's wrong with the shape of your nose, you can get a nose job. If you think that something is too small, you can get it larger. If you think that, you know, you, you can lose the weight, yes, but if you want a certain figure, that can be done. To be, to be real, it's amazing what plastic surgeons can do. They're almost magicians in a way. I know they don't like to think of themselves as magicians, but truthfully, you know, it's amazing what they can do. And so you have women who aren't really too pressed about the fact that it's like, yeah, I may look like this now, 
but something can change about it in the future. And what's also amazing too to note about plastic surgery is that there was a time when only the celebrities had access to it. Now, the common everyday woman is able to get lip injections, to get liposuction, to get rhinoplasties, uh, Brazilian butt lifts, breast augmentations, whatever it is that you can think of, facelifts, cheek fillers, anything you can think of, it can be done. And if you have enough money, it can be achieved. And so, again, because now it's more accessible, in society is, is changing what is being considered the norm, what you're used to seeing. And what's funny is, just real quick, men are very interesting in their response to something like this. On the one hand, they want to complain about the fact that they think that women who have certain features that are disproportionate or unnatural for them look crazy. At the same time, these are the women that, that are most sought after. Any woman who looks this way will tell you, based off of the engagement that she gets on social media, whether she's dating, not dating, whether she has dating profiles or not, she gets constant attention based off of how she looks. At this point, it is a given. And so I, I say to men, okay, if that's how you feel, then why is it that this is your type? The women who don't look like this are, should be the ones that you are going for, but that don't be the case. And so, like I said before, it doesn't make sense to be so hemmed up on what people's idea of what is attractive is because it changes all the time. And this is a prime example. You know, men want one thing, but do another. They say one thing and do, do the other. So you shouldn't let it affect you so much. And to be real, the only reason why people go through this trouble it's because they want their dating life to improve. They, they, you have women who feel like if they go through all this trouble and look a certain way, they're going to attract a certain kind of man. And if that's the kind of man they want, then, you know, they feel like it's mission accomplished. But other than that, it's like there really is no health benefit to this. If anything, it seems like getting plastic surgery causes more problems. And I'm about to describe some of the problems that it causes. For one thing, it creates health complications. This is still medical surgery at the end of the day. So if you have pre-existing conditions, that's going to affect the success of this surgery. These surgeons are good, but they're not perfect. And they will tell you, like, Given the foundation of what I've started off with, these are some of the things that can go wrong. And one thing that I've found very interesting when it came to studying about plastic surgery is that every surgeon has their own opinion of what they think is the best way to perform different surgeries. So if you don't like that doctor's methodology, 
to achieve the result you want, then you already have an issue. Because by the time you get on that surgery table, you can't control what's going to go on. He's going to do it his way. And so whether it's going to come out the way that you want it to is a gamble. At the end of the day is what I'm saying. It's a gamble regardless. So even if that doctor has a track record of doing good work, that still doesn't mean that's how you're going to look. Everyone's body is different. So your, your pre-existing conditions really matter. Also, it can cause health conditions that you probably didn't initially have now are going to have as a result of having the surgery. People have allergies to things. There's a reason why this is called plastic surgery, okay? You have foreign materials like silicone, for example, that are being put into your body. Our bodies cannot make silicone. Silicone has no business being in our body. Our body looks at it as a foreign substance and wants to destroy it and attack it. This is what our immune system is designed to do. So will you introduce foreign substances to your body? It affects your immune system. And our immune system is what really keeps us alive. And so when you think about it that way, essentially you're poisoning yourself. Botox, fillers, like I said, silicone, all of that stuff has no business being in our body. And it can make you really, really sick. One thing that amazed me in particular was that I did not know that butt injections and breast implants can make you physically sick. I had no idea that was possible. I never even considered that such a thing could happen. I All I knew was this was just such a, a common thing. And these are like the most, the most common surgeries are nose jobs, boob jobs, and BVLs. Those are like the most common surgeries. And so because it was so common, I didn't think, well, even if there are complications, they're probably very minimal. And so it just totally escaped my mind. When I started to see that people were telling their stories about their experiences getting plastic surgery and some of the things that happened, I became very surprised. And so it let me know that, again, things can still go wrong after the fact. You may be okay right now, but that doesn't mean that later on down the line, there might be some issues. Another thing that I learned about boob jobs is that implants after I think 10 or 15 years should be changed. So essentially, but there, but so many times you should be operated on to upkeep that particular look. And I don't know about you, but that's a lot of surgery to have. And I don't want to get surgery unless I absolutely have to. So that's crazy to me. But I know that with technological advances and medical advances, that rule is probably going to change if it hasn't changed, changed by now. But regardless, I think about the upkeep. You know, once you get these surgeries to get the, these, these figures, 
You have to upkeep. You have to go to the gym. You can't eat like a garbage disposal now. You have to care more. And so I just really ask myself, is it worth all the trouble? Because it's a lot. And many people don't want to describe the struggles of something. They want to glamorize it. They want to make it seem as though regardless of what issue you may have, it's, it's worth it no matter what. It may not be. And so that's something to consider. Also, getting plastic surgery affects your self-esteem before and after. Like I spent the first half of this episode saying, self-esteem, how you're perceived in society, being pressured by the beauty standard, all of that is going to affect your self-esteem and how you look at you. And this is why people run to plastic surgery to begin with. Plastic surgery is seen as the solution to the insecurities. If I could just change how I look, people will treat me different. And in a way, that's true. People will treat you different. But the caveat is, are people going to treat you better or worse? And you won't know until after the fact. And so after the fact, people can probably treat you worse. Another example, there were some women who got plastic surgeries done and afterwards, people began to treat her worse in the sense of she felt like nobody took her seriously. When she wanted to pursue certain career goals and aspirations and had to be in professional settings, nobody talked to her. People pretended to be interested and they weren't. Nobody took her serious. And she regretted her decision because it's like, I didn't even have these problems before I got the surgeries. And now I'm having them afterward. And the whole reason she did all this was so that people would look at her differently. It was crazy. So now she's caught between a rock and a hard place because the way she healed from the surgeries and the things that she got done isn't exactly reversible. I guess that's another thing I can add on to the list of things to consider. Some of these surgeries are not reversible. So, you know, with with a boob job, you can get your implants taken out. But when you have things injected into you, some things can be dissolved and some not so much. So it's something to consider. You might have to be stuck with that decision. And if that's too big of a risk, don't do it at all. Another topic, well, another point rather, that I want to get into along the lines of plastic surgery is also talking about how social media plays a role into this too. Especially platforms like Instagram really have contributed to this being an issue. The thing is, is that we see so many images of people all the time and we just see the flex of life. Having a beautiful home, having all of these expensive cars, expensive clothes, shoes, bags, accessories, going to all of these different trips, lots of travel, 
you know, being with very, very attractive partners, all of that is the life that's presented to us on social media. Whether it's a real representation or not, the fact of the matter is, it's being sold to us. And so many people see these things on a regular basis and they desire to have them regardless of what their life circumstances are right now. And for many people, these things are very difficult to achieve. And so it causes psychological damage when you keep seeing things you can't have. Will you have women who see who's considered the most beautiful in society? Because you won't know. Society will make it its business to let you know. If you don't look like this person, which is typically a celebrity or social media influence, then you failed at life. That's all society will do is to tell you what you're not instead of what you are. And so seeing these things on social media has caused psychological harm. And you have some women who use these images as a personal measuring stick saying, oh, well, if I just could change this about myself and look like this person, then I feel like my life would be better. You have no idea. You have no idea. And again, it's too big of a gamble to take. Just too big of a gamble. But social media doesn't help this problem. It's a monster that just constantly is fed and grown on insecurity. And like I mentioned a little bit earlier, when you're a person of color, you're considered a minority in American society. So you already have to deal with racism anyway. That's an issue that doesn't seem to be going away. So that's always going to be on a list of struggle. Always. That's a given. But being physically attractive may or may not be on the list for some people. And again, what's considered attractive to one is going to be different for the other. And what's crazy is that the same way that I said featurism is like a subsection of the beauty standard, colorism is another. Really, colorism is more so a subsection of racism more than anything else because of how it's practiced in society. But it's one of those that I will also put in this category as well, where the shade of your skin determines what's desirable and what's not desirable. And being on the dark end of the spectrum is where the least desirability is. And then being on the other side of the spectrum, being lighter, is considered the desirable place on the spectrum to be. So whether you're a person of color or not, as long as you are considered lighter skin or white, you are going to be treated differently in society than somebody who was considered dark. And that's just another added thing to deal with. It's, as you can see by, you know, this topic, women have a lot to tackle just existing. It just, so much to try to wrestle with, to be treated with some human decency. Because on the one hand, you don't want your life to be unnecessarily difficult. You don't 
want people to perceive you as a bad person. You want people to like you. You want to be liked. And you also want your dating life to be easy because none of us want to be alone. And like I said earlier, really all of this is for dating prospect to be able to find a partner that you want. And so being attractive gives you an advantage. Those are all the things that are perceived. And so if you can't achieve all of these things, it's going to be very difficult for you. But this is something that's like all the or the general spectrum of desirability. And so some women are going to be able to achieve this and some not so much. And then it's like, well, what are the quote unquote ugly women supposed to do? Depending on who you ask, in general, they're just out of luck as far as other people are concerned. And I don't see it that way. I'm just tired of everything be so dependent on how somebody looks because looks and whatever other kind of quality does not equate and they can't be put on the same level and like i keep saying so many times what kind of character a person has has nothing to do with how they look but that's another thing that society wants to be into you is that if you have an attractive person that they have to be a good person. They have to be trustworthy. They look good. People like them. What could go wrong? And in my personal opinion, some of the most attractive people are the worst people that I've met. They have no more. They have no morality. They have no respect. Just in general for other people, they're self-centered. They think everything revolves around them. They're narcissistic, they're not good people, they're inconsiderate, they're selfish as all get out, and they think they're better than everyone. And those are not qualities that I look for in friends or people that I want to associate with. And this isn't to say the polar opposite is true, where if you're ugly, you know, you're nice, or you should be nice, or I'm actually saying this wrong. What I mean is, this isn't to say that the opposite of what I previously said is that if you're ugly, you're bad, you're violent, nobody likes you, you're mean, and all of these things, that doesn't mean that that's true either. But the reverse psychology of that is you have people who feel like because they're ugly, they should be nicer to people to compensate for their unattractiveness. That's what I was trying to say previously. So there's a reverse psychology that happens when you're dealing with that opposite end of that spectrum. And I think that's wrong as well. At the end of the day, you do what you want with your body. I don't have an issue with people who get plastic surgery at all. I have, I have no problem. But my thing is, know why you're doing this. Know why you're putting your body through this and gambling with your health and your life. What is worth it to you? What are you trying to achieve? And is there going to be issues in the long run? You have to think about so much before you make the decision to do this. This is not a small decision. It's a very big one. And some other things to consider too is, you know, Qualified doctors, being able to get quality surgery, 
This is not something you can cut corners with. That's another problem in society. People want things when they want it and they want to skip out on quality. They want to shortcut their way to it. This is not something you can shortcut your way to. If you don't have a lot of money, don't try to black market your way to getting something done and you could potentially be botched or misfigured as or disfigured rather as a result. It's not worth it. You have to do your due diligence and do research, read reviews, talk to people, make sure that doctor is board certified, see if they are currently being sued for malpractice. You need to know these things. You need to know what you're getting yourself into. Don't just get on Instagram, scroll on your newsfeed all night long and be like, I wish I looked like these girls. Then get on Google, try to Google the, the nearest clinic and then make an appointment the next day. That's not how this should work. It's a big decision. You're investing it to yourself. And it's not an easy decision to make. But know why you're making it. Because it can change your life. And this isn't to say that if you get surgery, all of these bad things are going to happen. You may be one of those few people where you'll get your surgery and you'll be fine. Life will just be dandy for you. That's cool. But that's not going to happen for everybody. But it may happen for you. You may be one of the exceptions. I conclude with this. At the end of the day, like I said, you do what you want with your body. But don't look to a solution for a problem you did not impose on yourself. If you are happy with your biological features, whatever they are, you don't have to get plastic surgery to change yourself. You don't have to change yourself for other people. And I have to tell you, it seems as though when you're comfortable with yourself, other people will try to make you insecure. Other people will try to point out things that they feel you can improve. And that is honestly a person's insecurities that they have about themselves trying to be put on you. I deal with that often out of some pretty close people to me. And it's the most frustrating thing in the world. Because I don't know why they're trying to tell me what to do with my own life. That's something you do have control over. And if I don't have any intentions on changing myself, nobody else has anything to do with that decision. Not to mention, they shouldn't feel like they have any influence either. At the end of the day, what you do is your decision. Know why you're making the decision is all I ask of you. If you're going to go this far, please do your research. It's going to take a couple of days, weeks, maybe even months. It may take a very long time. But as soon as you have every answer to your question answered before you end up on someone's surgery table, be sure that this is what you want.
This is going to cost you thousands of dollars. This is not cheap. Be sure that this is going to be money well spent. Be sure that you are going to be prepared for a lifestyle change. Be prepared. Again, you don't have to change yourself. Live life the way you want to. Be with the people who accept you as you are. Don't compromise who you are as a person and your character for something as frivolous as looks. Because looks fade. Looks change. We age. We get older. That doesn't last forever, but your character does. Reevaluate what is more important to you. And I'll just end on that note. This concludes today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Like and subscribe to the platform the same way that it is spelled here. Across all mediums that you can listen to podcasts on. And like and subscribe to the Facebook page. That way you can keep up with all future updates on episodes. I really appreciate your listenership. And I will see you in my next one. Bye-bye and so long.